from our new location at 77 Grove Street, the former CVPS building. Now we've got the power. The Rutland Herald's local sports podcast. This is the Inside Pitch. Brought to you by the Rutland Herald. Thank you for supporting your hometown newspaper. Here they are, Bob Fredette and Tom Haley. Play ball! Hello, this is Bob Fredette. Hello, this is Tom Haley. This is the Inside Pitch. Welcome back to Inside Pitch. I'm Bob Fredette with Tom Haley. Paul Copel is here today to talk basketball, Castle men's basketball coach, and we were chatting a little bit before we went on the air here, kind of getting an idea of what those Spartans are going to look like this year. First of all, Coach, thank you for showing up. Welcome. I appreciate the offer. Happy to be here. Um, so, hey, just... Just before we get into anything else, everybody's going to say they got Colpo on. He's got to talk about Castle and basketball. So, kind of give us a little bit of a, a nut graph on what Castle and basketball will look like this year. Well, I, I think you know as we've established a culture at Castleton um, where expectations are always high. We expect to be a good team. Um, I got a lot of new players, and obviously we're going into the Little East, which is a better league than the North Atlantic Conference. So, you know, be interested to see how that plays out. But I am inside, very, very. Um, confident that we're going to be a pretty good team this year. Oh, okay. Now, has that come from, well, obviously, you know, you, you've got 21 kids with you here. That's like six lines and three sets of defensemen, <laughs> right? Because that's the way you like to yeah. run them in here. And well, that's... not all the time. That's That was the big question. Yeah. We're going to do that again this year. Are we going to drive the SID crazy with the participation at the table? Uh, hockey hockey uh, line wholesale changes. You know, the SID paid me a lot of money not to do it, so I, I came to an agreement. Um, yeah, we, we will play more traditional basketball, so we won't uh, be running guys in and out of the game. But, I mean, we'll play fast, and we'll look to, to run on makes and misses. And, and you know, we don't want to hold the ball by any means, but we won't be doing the mass substitutions and stuff. Well, I, thinking about this, you know, how many kids you lost from last year, have you have you been in a situation like you have this year? I mean, this is, this is like almost no, starting from scratch. No, this is probably as uh, much as I've lost in a season. This will be my 10th season here. I think this is probably the most I've gone into, minus obviously my first year when I didn't have any, you know, I didn't know any of the players, but this will probably be the most minutes I have to replace. And 11 new players, a lot of them Vermonters? Uh, Caleb Webb is a Vermonter, right, Woodstock, from Woodstock. Yeah. And I don't believe we have another Vermont freshman in the class. And that's um, different, right? Well, I, I, you... that's not true because oh. we have um, Calvin Carter. And, oh. I, and I think of him as he's a freshman because oh he went to freshman. Oh, my gosh. So we have two. So we have two. Maybe that's a good one. So yeah. yeah. So we have Enos <laughs> wow. Bergen Woodstock. Yeah. Enos Bergen Woodstock. Wow. Yeah. He went to Bridgeton last year? He went year? to Bridgeton last year, and it was a long two-year recruiting process with many highs and lows, uh, but it, it worked out at the end. I'm surprised, but I shouldn't be, because in downstairs in the Barry Auditorium, I saw him talking to Calvin, and after he left, and uh, I said, Calvin, you know that guy pretty well. And he goes... Oh yeah, so and here he is. This so, is a this is a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah, didn't miss any of those playoff games, and went to a few of his high school games as well. Um, and it's actually a funny story. We ended up getting Richard Walker, who will be a sophomore this year, by accident. I went up to see Calvin play, and they were playing Missisquoi, and this big kid on the other team was doing okay. And I was thinking, geez, you know, got to find out more about Richard. But at that point, I know Richard Walker was. So, mm. recruiting Calvin actually got us Richard last year. 
Wow. That happens a lot. I'll it bet. does. You know, really, it you does. go out there and you find a, a nugget that you didn't expect to find. Yeah. You know, and there you go. Right. It's like, yeah. 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 Wow. Well, before we get into the Little East, because we're going to talk, obviously, a lot about that, who the teams are and so on and so forth. But fast forward about 10 years, and you're walking through... Geez, I'm well, you know, What's he doing that for? Stop that. You know where I'm going with this? I do not know where you're going. And you're walking, and you're on I-91, and you're walking through the, the Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield, Massachusetts, and you've got uh, a four-year-old grandkid in tow, and you point to the plaque, and you say, see that plaque? I beat that guy down in West Hartford, Connecticut. <laughs> I had no idea where you were going with that. It got a little scary when you said the grandson. I'm not sure I'm ready for that yet. Um, but what about that? Well, I hope to win that game, and I'll settle just for winning the game. Not yeah. really, not really making more out of it. Uh, it's funny. I don't even. Did. I don't even know how many of my players, because he's been retired for probably four or five years now. I think. Yeah, he's like so seventy some, something. Right? Yeah, I, I wonder if some of my guys even realize like who Jim Calhoun is. Yeah, who Jim is. Calhoun yeah. is. You yeah. know, obviously I know who Jim Calhoun is, and yeah. my staff knows who Jim Calhoun is. Uh, but you know, that's a good one, and I haven't thought about that. But I suppose if we were to win that game, yeah, I, I guess I could pull that line out. Yeah, try to try to impress my grandchildren. You know. Yeah. yeah. Hi, this is Patty Cannon from Otter Valley Varsity Softball Coach, and you're listening to the Inside Pitch. Now we 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 talked a little bit about like getting into the Little East here. Uh, now you knew this was coming. We've seen this 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 kind of building and everything. What were you thought? What was the thought process like for you, knowing like, hey, you know, we could be playing the Little East, and now we are playing the Little right. East. How was it, how were you thinking about that? Well, I'm extremely competitive, so the competitor inside of me, you know, wanted wanted the challenge. But at the same time, I'm smart enough at this point to understand that you're not you're not going to win these battles if you're not going to have the support of the administration. So, you know, I think there's some concern that if we couldn't get a better caliber player, uh, it was going to be a tough time in that league. So, you know, now we had a very good recruiting class. Um, we've had some scholarship additions at the university, which has helped us, not just us, but the school at large. So I'm excited about it. Um, you know, and again, going back to my team, they don't really know the difference. Like, they, you know, telling my players that are returning to the program, fellas, we're not in the North Atlantic Conference anymore. We're in the Middle East. That's just like, you know, those are like initials to them, right? They, they don't that doesn't mm -hmm. really understand any of that. So, you know, my approach isn't going to change the way we practice and the way we prepare for games. Um, I just feel pretty confident in the level of ability that I have in the program right now. And, and uh, I don't know when the uh, coaches poll comes out, but who are some of the teams that you look at as the kind of that might be the contenders in that right. in the league? Well, Eastern has, has been uh, in the in the Division Three hoops preseason top twenty. I think they're in like somewhere between ten and twenty. So obviously, I'm assuming they're picked to win the league. Yep. Um, Keene State has been very good right. uh, last you know four or five years as well. Um, you know, outside of those two, I'm not really sure. Who that next team is supposed to be, um, you know, Rhode Island College, new coach. Obviously, we're new to the league, so new coach in the league. Western Connecticut, new coach. So there's really a lot. I mean, three of the nine schools have a new person in charge, so there's some change over there. Um, you know, I'm going to say Eastern and, and, and Keene are the two teams that have consistently been at the at the top of the conference for the last three or four years. Yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, Eastern Khan and 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 Keen, and then I'm I'm thinking even before traditionally, haven't you played? Plymouth and Keene anyway? Always played Plymouth. It's yeah. always been a battle, you know, one way or the other, good or bad. It's It's been a competitive game. Um, we've played, we played UMass Dartmouth at UMass Dartmouth last year in their tournament. Um, we did play Keene State a couple times. We didn't play them every right. year, but we played them a couple times. And I don't think we have faced any of the other teams in my 10 years. Okay. So, um, but, I mean, I have a pretty good understanding. I, I was an assistant at UMass Boston. So I understand the league, and I understand, you know, the 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 quality of the play. And I think, you know, one thing my returning players will have to adjust to is, you know, in the North Atlanta Conference, there were just always games that if you didn't play your best, if you didn't have a great couple days of preparation, you could still sometimes get away with winning. Mm-hmm. And I think in the Little East, you're just not going to have any – any game on your schedule once league play starts that if you're not ready to play, if you don't show up, if you don't prepare the right way, you're going to get away with it. And I think So I think the margin for error is smaller in the least conference. I'm not really certain how much better, you know, the best team in the least is compared to maybe the best team in the North Atlantic Conference. But I think as you begin to go down the second place and third place all the way down to the bottom, right. I think that, that gap gets bigger and bigger. That's probably mm-hmm. the difference. Yeah. Yeah. You know? the, 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 the entire league – Going right to the bottom. Absolutely. But because, I mean, when you look at the top of the NAC, I remember Husson went out to Las Vegas and played in right. that, that D3 tournament, and I think they won it one year. They had a really good showing. Yeah. I, I think, you know, because I've gotten this question a lot, you know, what, what's the difference in the leagues? And I think the best way to put it is, and it doesn't look good for the NAC, but, you know, I was nine years in the NAC, and in nine years, uh, Maine Farmington won a play-in game against Bridgewater and then lost to Williams in the NSA tournament. Yeah. That's the only win that the league has ever had yeah. in that kind of playing game. Whereas yeah. the Little East, I mean, they've had teams historically, I think UMass Dartmouth's been in the Final Four. I think Keene State lost in the Elite Eight last year. Eastern Connecticut's been to several Sweet 16s. Um, when Bob Walsh was at Rhode Island College, I think they went to seven straight NSA tournaments and maybe five straight Sweet 16s, mm. something crazy like that. So, you know, clearly the best of the best has been better than the best of the best in the knack. Um, but I still think that gap is smaller than as you begin to go down to the second, third, fourth tier teams of, the, of the, right. both conferences. Right. This is the Inside Pitch, brought to you by the Rutland Herald. The Inside Pitch is now on Podbean. Get the app. This is Justin St. Louis from Devil's Bowl Speedway, and you can also find the Inside Pitch on iTunes. Now you're not keeping um, the guys seven miles away. Are you? They're not on the schedule. Is that Green Mountain? It is. It is. They're not on our schedule. That's what I thought. That's because they're not NCAA. They don't pick the. Oh, of course, the of count. course. And that's why we don't play, you know, College of St. Joe's right, anymore. Right, of course. I would love to play those games if, if there was a way to play those games. If they gave us exempt games, right, I would love to play them. But yeah. it's hard to play those games if they're not going to count towards any potential postseason. Yeah, because you're. Yeah. Non-conference yeah. uh, spots are pretty limited. You right. Only got so many of right. them. Right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So you now, just just kind of like off the top of your head, if 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 the knack on a on a scale of one to ten is a six, where is the little least? 
Well, if, if the NAC's a six, which I would say is generous, um, <laughs> yeah. the lease is like a nine. Okay. Yeah, so. it, there's a pretty big, you know, there's, there's definitely a gap there. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Well, I can well I can understand that too. You know, but right. And now, and now, now in terms of you know the reception you're getting in terms of recruiting, because hey, now we're a little lease school. How is that helping? Well, it's interesting. Um, no question, our senior transfer that we got this year to come in, you know, he, the 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 key for him was knowing we were in the lease because he didn't know until we had told it. He's a very competitive kid. So I think, you know, there's a, an example where it really helped us. Um, you know, right now, it, in terms of high school kids, and we're making phone calls, we go to events and we talk to kids, they're not really making the correlation of Castleton University and with the least. Yeah. So I think that's going to take some time before that name recognition, you know, really kind of puts and comes together. So I'm not sure. I mean, I would like to think long term, obviously, it's going to help our recruiting. Um, but, you know, we've never lost a recruit in my time here because of the league we played in. Like, I've never had a family or a recruit tell me, hey, coach, I'm not coming to Castle because, you know, the teams you play just aren't good enough. So, you know, our recruiting has always been, number one, the, the bottom line of the dollar, right? What's it going to cost to go there? Mm -hmm. And then the second thing was relationship with the coaching staff and the, the players. You know, I think those are the two things that kids look at. And parents obviously con are really concerned about number one the most too, which is you know how, what's it going to cost to go there. So, yeah, I think it's great that we're in the little east, and I don't think it's a I don't think it's going to hurt our recruiting, but I think it may take a little bit of time before we really start seeing the benefits of it within the high school ranks. Mm -hmm. um, as I said, obviously to get um, you know Tank Roberson with us uh, for this year, I don't know that we would have had him had we still been in the mm -hmm. neck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the more exposure, obviously, when you get Little East teams coming to Glenbrook and playing, I mean, it's going to take a while to sink in, but that's probably the best the best advertisement you've got. No question. And it's going to take time. But I think more so than the name recognition of the league, and this is at least what your admissions people tell me, the big plus is getting into the... Boston, Portland, Providence well, bigger markets. markets. You know, bigger markets is yeah. definitely going to help. Um, you know, my, my personal feeling is, and, and maybe this will change over the course of time as we get more situated and established in the conference, we've just had a hard time getting the players that are easily identified by every head coach in the country at Division Three. Yeah. Well, that's a really good player. Yeah. From New England, interested in Castleton. I just think there's so many schools in New England. It's just a saturated market. And we're just not that sexy choice off the name Castleton. As, you know, a, a school with a ton of history, with tons of NCAA tournaments. Um, now that we're in the lease, I think that that's a step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and you look at our roster, we have junior college transfers, four-year transfers, and high school kids from all over the country, including internationally, because there's less competition to get some of these kids than there is for the really good player that's, let's just use Boston as an example. I mean, just to try to get him outside of the state is incredibly difficult, let alone all the way to Vermont. Hello, my name is Caden Catman. I'm the quarterback from Pulteney High School, and you're listening to the Inside Pitch. Yeah. But I think that eventually what's going to happen is that you'll, you'll see the same kind of phenomenon that's as Castle and Hockey did as, at its infancy. You know, you go to Norwich, you're not going to be able to play on the hockey team. You go to Castleton, you have a chance to play. So then, then that starts building up there, and that, the word spreads there, and not only are you getting kids who are having a chance to play, they're getting better because they're playing better competition Correct. as well. Correct. Yep. And uh, 
I just think it's gonna be for as a fan, you know, for the fans, and and you do very well, by the way, uh, getting people to come to the games from the community. I noticed that when the school is on break, right? The fans, the stands are still full, and and I just think it's gonna be a treat for them getting to see new teams, different teams, like you say, you know, top to bottom, better teams. I I think it makes this basketball season really appealing. Yeah, I mean, I you know, when I had really good teams early on in my time here, I tried to schedule, you know, the Williamses of the world, and we went down and played an Amherst tournament. But I've tried to get teams to come to Castleton. And I know for some local fans, they loved it. We had Williams up here twice. Um, we've had WPI when they were, I think, 10th in the country up here. So I'm, I'm always, you know, open to playing the best. Uh, but, you know, I have to be smart about it, too. Now that we're in... You know, it's almost like a different challenge because now we have a ton of really tough games on yeah. our league schedule. I don't need to go play those extra top 20 teams when you on the, the side. And you yeah, had when you're in the neck, Williams it was, it was and the opposite. Middlebury yeah. And, yeah. You want yeah. to play those teams. So yeah. Yeah. you got to find that balance. But certainly um, I am excited for the local fans in the community yeah. because I think it is a, a better brand of basketball. And it's, it's just always exciting when you see somebody new, right? And they're going to see a bunch of new teams coming in the gym. Yeah. Yeah, and you probably get to a point where you could use a break there. You know, let's, tonight let's play the Uncle Fuzzy. Uh, well, that's cosmetology. certainly in the back of my mind. <laughs> we, you know, like, yeah, yeah, somewhere like that. You know, yeah. the thing is too. I mean, you want you want to get, and I mean, particularly the situation you're in, you want to get a look at an awful lot of players here. So you got to get these kids have to play. Correct, correct. It listen, we've all got our different challenges. Every school has has their own set of challenges. But one thing that people probably don't realize, you know, I pick up the phone and call a lot of schools and want to play home and home. And they don't want to play up here. You know, now part of that is because we we've been fairly successful and won a lot of games. Uh, but part of that also is they don't want to drive the three hours because again, going back to the recruiting challenge of trying to get a kid from for example from Boston, they can play games that are 20 minutes away. I mean, there, there are schools in yeah. Boston that their longest drive for the entire season is like 35, 40 minutes to play their entire league schedule, including their non-league games. So, well, if, you're half, so if you're a half, uh, half full glass kind of a guy, you'd say, well, I'm not at Umpy. Well, that's that's true. <laughs> you know, that's true. That's true. You know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. On the other hand, too, you can always say, "Hey, come up here. We got we got somebody who can take you for for free skiing, and snowboarding." Yeah, so, it, it's a challenge, yeah, it's a, it's a, you yeah. know. The, and, and and being good is listen. I'm not complaining. We've had a lot no. of success, but it does make scheduling the non-league a little bit more difficult because not everybody wants to do the home and home. And Amherst wouldn't come up here. I mean, we had to go down and play in the tournament, but he'll. I don't think Dave leaves the uh, town of Amherst. <laughs> uh, until he has to start playing in the NESCAT games, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah. good for him. I, obviously, I can't do that. So you know, we have to we have to we have to be you know somewhat smart in who we schedule and and, and find teams that want to play home and home. Who would be the blue sky team that you'd schedule if you could? The blue sky, like yeah. easy, easy, uh, easy win. No, 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 no. The, the you know come and come and play here because we can't get you know if, if you want to get a good team to come. I here. think Williams is still the, the benchmark. I mean, I, yeah. I grew up near Williamstown, and um, you know, and we were I was happy when we were playing those home and homes. But you know, as we started not to get the same caliber player, you know, nothing was nothing positive was going to come from our kids getting buried. You know, so yeah. um, I think if we can continue to build upon what came in this year, then I would look at scheduling, you know, some more challenging non-conference games. But we'll see where we are as we get through this season. Well, we know you've grown up near Williamstown. We hear the story 20 times, if we've heard it once, from Dave Fredrickson. It's about to be 20. He, he always tells it. He always tells it. <laughs> 
just like he told it the first time, like you've never heard it. But he'll, he'll tell you again and again and again. Yeah, yeah. He's coming out of the restroom at Glenbrook. Hey, let me tell you about this Copo guy from St. Joe's of Pittsfield. Best guard I ever played against. And then he'll tell you how he beat him, and, and, and Powell will tell you he, how he beat Fredrickson. It's funny. I've heard, this, I've heard him tell this story, and he always mentions that he beat us. He did one time. Yeah. But all the other years, we beat them. Yeah. So, But it's, it's a fascinating thing, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those were easy that. W's, though. I mean, no, I, I still, it's, 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 and listen, I'm old now. So we're talking, it's like 25, 26 years, you know, since high school, older, even longer. But I can still remember being a junior in high school and being put on, uh, you know, typical Catholic school where the gym has like a, a staging. And we were sitting on the staging and we were pretty, pretty cocky young kids because we were winning a lot. You know, there's a lot of tradition at St. Joe. And Coach Procopio, who's a tremendous coach, he just started, like, yelling at us. You don't understand what you're in for. These fans are crazy. They're going to be on top of you. They're going to be throwing batteries, you know. And we were, like, 16, 17, 18 years old. Like, Come on, Coach, man. No, no school from Vermont's going to beat us, you know. And we went, up to, we went up there to play, and it was, like, it was a zoo. Yeah. I mean, there, 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 there was no environment yeah. that we had ever seen because when we were in the state tournament, we were actually playing in big venues, you know, like the Springfield Civic Center. You know, we weren't playing in high school right. gyms. So even though there might have been loud, a, 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 a decent crowd and loud, they were like away from the – the court was like put, you know, set over ice. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like – it was such a, an environment we've never seen before. You know, we won that game, but it was, it was an eye-opener. Mm. Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. That's why we love Kate's gym. Yeah. Just, right? just for the heck of it. Yeah, oh, God, yeah, I know. They were on top of then they're stacked up, and they got a pet band. They got every other dog. It was crazy. There too. They're all, yeah. It's a madhouse. It's a madhouse. The only time it might be worse is for wrestling. What, I now, bet. Now, now, what year would that have been? I'm just trying to identify. Uh, we went there in the 86-87 season when I was a junior. And then when I was a senior, they did come to the Pittsfield Boys Club, and they did beat us. Was that uh, like Crozier? Jay Crozier. Yeah, Jay Crozier. And um, uh, the other. Um, Not Brent Kep. No, but the girl that was a really good player at Wake Forest. Her, her brother, Dave, Dave Levesque. Her brother went yeah. to Plymouth, I think. Yeah. Yes, and right. Dave was Played on that Plymouth, team. Right. And they right. had Sean Le- Levy, Levy. Yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah. I remember some yeah. of the names. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah those yeah. were still really, really good teams yeah. there. You know, yeah. that was one of the most That successful. must have been something. Well, you know what was funny is because, you know, again, you're in Massachusetts. I, I don't understand Vermont basketball, really. So even though Coach had built up, they are really good. Like, I didn't understand in relation to the rest of the state. They were, like, one of the best. Right. So I go, up to, I go to prep school for a year. And then I go to St. Mike's, and I'm pretty sure my four years at St. Mike's, I think they won every year in the States. I they think, won five in, in a in row. In fact, when I was yeah. at St. Mike's as a student, yeah. I think one or two years, the actual tournament was at the uh, Ross Sports Center, not at UVM. Okay. And I believe that they won every single year. And I remember thinking, huh. So we're like a Division three school in Massachusetts, and we're like throwing haymakers with this team that's winning Division one state championship in Vermont. Yeah. So that was the first time like I, I understood, all right, there's a difference in, in, you know, the overall athletic ability in, in a state like Vermont compared to us because, you know, we were a good Division three program. But, right. you know, if we played, you know, Travis Best at Central or, or Fall River or Durfee, I mean, we would have been, you know, we would have gotten crushed. Right. But know? on the other hand, individually, if you're good, you're good. Chad you Copeland. Know, there there were exhibited. players. There's individual right. players. But, I mean. the, but the overall right. like ability exactly. of, the, of the team, you know, was just, it, it was different. You know, but yeah. I, you didn't know that when you were 16, 17 right. years old. Right. You know? Right. Um, 
But yeah, no, Dave's a good guy. But I, it's funny. People come up to me and tell me that story. And it's always, he won the game. I'm thinking, you know, there was more than one. Just want to let you know that, you know. Hello, this is Brian Hill from Castleton University, golf coach extraordinaire. And you're listening to The Inside Pitch with Bob Fernett and Tom Hall of Fame Haley. I remember you telling me when, when you came from Castleton, uh, to Castleton from Hartwick. Everybody told you you were crazy. Yeah, a lot of people thought I, I got fired. Okay. I had people calling me, asking me, you know, they didn't understand the move. Um, and I knew, you know, it it's probably doesn't, and maybe it will make sense when I tell the story, maybe it won't. But I just knew, I'd finished six years at Hartwick. And when I got to Hartwick, people don't understand how bad the program was. We had, I think we finished my first year with seven players in uniform dressing for games. I wasn't even named the coach until October. In fact, I was sleeping on the couch of our field hockey coach's uh, couch in her house when uh, Aaron Boone hit that home run yep. in game seven. So I had just gotten there. I had no place to live. And that was in, in early to mid-October. I, yep. I was there for like a week and the season started. And it was a mess. So we were 4-45. and 45. I still say we had a game that was snowed out, and I was smart enough not to reschedule it because I would have been 4-46. and 46. So we were 2-23 we were, <laughs> we were and, and, and I think 2-22 and 22 in back-to-back years. So by the time I got through that sixth year and we had gotten it over 500 and we won the ECAC championship, you know, the, the school had never beaten St. John Fisher. We beat them twice that year to, to do it. We beat them at St. John Fisher in the ECAC finals. I just knew I needed another job because – I was exhausted from fighting the fights that needed to be fought at Hartwick to, to get kids and win. Mm -hmm. And I also knew that I had really two good freshmen that I, I wasn't leaving the program in a bad spot. So I had, I had been a finalist for uh, the Oswego job. I think I'm forgetting a job I was a finalist for and also Castleton. And um, it, it worked out. I know I wasn't the first choice. I don't know if you guys know that, but I was not the first choice at Castleton. Somebody else was, and that's okay. I have no ego. That was fine with me. But I ended up taking the job because I knew I was. I knew I needed a change, and I knew what this job could be. And obviously, the job I came into is not what the job is today. I think it's a it's a much better, oh, it's a great, a much better place it than it was. Really worked out. Um, oh, yeah. So, but yeah. I still have people once in a while ask me like, "Did you really, you know, you really left? You know, did, were you fired? Were you forced out?" I'm like, "Listen, I don't know what to tell you. I could have stayed there. I mean, it, it really wasn't a bad situation. But I, I know I needed a change. Right." Right. And yeah, it certainly worked out. It did. It did. It's, it's, it's been great. And obviously now being in the Little East, right. you know, now there would never be, you know, if, if, if this was today and I left and the Hartwick coach took the job at Castle, nobody would ask him that because, you know, you're now identifying with a much better level of basketball right. in Division Three. Yeah. So, but at the time, yeah, no, people thought I, were, thought I was uh, a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I may still be crazy, by the way. That doesn't mean I'm not. But <laughs> well, you're a coach, so of course. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. How are you, how are you spending your winter? And exactly. Well, just about every month of the year. Exactly. Actually, you know, exactly. Twelve-month-a-year job for sure here. Yeah. But, but boy, the changes that Castleton has gone through from the time that you and even before you you arrived, it's just been phenomenal. I mean, it's 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 a great place to go right yeah. now. So, and one thing about it is, you know, I'll, I'll bet, I'll bet. You never get a complaint from your kids about the atmosphere or how they go to classes or the classes that they take there, the quality of their education. Never. Never. It's a great atmosphere. In fact, we try to obviously bring recruits up on days that we have home games so they can actually be there to see the experience. Because I know even when you watch it online, you don't really appreciate you know, the atmosphere. Oh, it's, uh, I remember when uh, Lauren Levine, Charlie Mason's wife, was coaching Plymouth State. The first time she walked into the 
gym after it had been remodeled. And she said, wow, this is... Big difference. This is really... Yeah. I don't remember this. You know, and she was impressed. Yeah. And, and Mark Clayman, when he was the head football coach at Anna Maria, he walked in and he said to Butch Ball, whoa, what happened here? What happened? We can't compete yeah. with this. You know, what, what, what's happened here? Well, you know, Mark amazing. Comstock was married this summer. So right. at his wedding, several of the players I coached were there in attendance. And we were all together talking. And there were, you know, Dami Mustafa and uh, Mark Prisbolkowski, um, obviously Mark, and Greg Hughes. And they said that the atmosphere in the gym when we hosted the Final Four, when we played Husson in the semifinals, and then we played Colby Sawyer in the finals to go to the NCAA tournament. And they've played in a lot of games and a lot of small gyms in Vermont where it's been packed. Right. They said they never heard a play so loud. And mm. and, it, and we I think we won a couple of years. They were, we didn't lose a game in the league for a few years. We had really good players. So don't, don't mistake that it's just about how great the atmosphere was. I mean, it helps when you have the players to make it work like that. Mm -hmm. But that gym, when everyone's in it and packed and you got the, the, the chairs on the baseline, it's intimidating. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a weapon. You mentioned the, the, the packed gyms and the little gyms in Vermont. Chad Copeland, <laughs> Greg Hughes, Pavin Parish, all Division Four. Yeah. I mean, you obviously Division Four doesn't. You don't shy away from D four. You no. done pretty well there. Yeah. Well, those are some pretty darn good guys from D four. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Exactly. I don't. You know, the thing when when you're evaluating players, particularly from smaller schools, is you, you have to somehow extrapolate what you think they can become. Right. Because clearly, you know, their their ceiling can be much higher than a kid from a bigger school because you know he hasn't been in an environment enough against better players. So sometimes you get those kids, and really, and I didn't recruit Danny. Right. He showed up in that first recruiting class when I had already I didn't you know I got the job in May he'd already committed to coming but he's a perfect example from Bellows Falls that you know nobody recruited nobody thought much of and he was on the, the back end of our bench for a year right but he worked hard and again by playing against better players every day he really really improved and by the time he was a junior you know I, I wasn't getting him off the court you know so yeah. you know Logan White was another one oh yeah nobody really recruited but again, playing against better kids every day just got better and better and better. So sometimes with those smaller school kids, you have to kind of look with a keen eye because yeah. you, know, you can't think, oh, well, this is what he's going to be. You got to figure out what you think he's, you know, he can be. You Do you know? get any hints from that? I mean, you must get the Barry Auditorium, you know, and see yeah, the you know, stage there. Is I mean, a little bit. Sometimes you can cheat because you see some of these kids in an AAU setting against a little bit better competition sometimes. So that helps. But you know, it's just. Um, the little things, you know, how quick does he get his shot off? You know, I, I've seen some kids who score a thousand points playing at some small schools, but I look, I watch and he's just got a slow release. Like he's not going to be able to do that at our level, you know, but if you've got a smaller kid that can really get a shot off quickly and he elevates on his jump shot, you're like, all right, well that, that's going to translate, you know, because I've got guys in my program that can create that, that shot for him, you know, but if I got guys in my program that can create a shot for that kid and it takes him forever to get the shot off, well, that's not going to work. So right. some of it's, you know, quick twitch, uh, quick release. Um, some of it is up, between the ears, right? Mm -hmm. What their right. understanding concept of the game is. And we make mistakes. There's kids we've passed on that turned out to be better than I than we realized. Uh, but, you know, we've also hit hit some home runs with some kids. Yeah, well, it is kind of a crapshoot here. But, uh, okay, we're, we're, we're going to get the signal that we're running out of time here. But there's one thing I've got to ask because it's the first day of practice for you. And I know we all talk about, you know, you have the, this, the, the great Herb Brooks speech or whatever, but mm. when you get a bunch of kids together, what does your opening address sound like, particularly with a group that's this young? 
Well, my address tonight will be the same it's always been, which is, look, you know, we're in here for two hours and we're in here to get better. So we've got to do a good job of leaving all our frustration and anger and disappointment of the day at the, at the door. And when you walk in, it's a clean slate and we're ready to go to work. You know, obviously, as we talked off the air before we got on, I've got roughly about a month to get these guys ready to go. So there won't be any Herb Brooks rah-rah speeches tonight, um, but there are certainly days where you just know that your kids are going to need a little more energy from the head coach to kind of get through practice. To be honest with you, the first couple days of practice are the easiest of the year because they're so excited. Now, if I could figure out a way to get my kids this excited every day of the year for practice, I would really be a good coach. But right now, this is the easy time to be perfectly honest. Okay. All right. uh, I'm just excited and ready for the the ball to be thrown up. Let's let's go. This is going to be... a new era. Well, I appreciate you having me on, and, and thanks for the opportunity. Not a problem. And so we all appreciate that you you joined us today for Inside Pitch. Gwazi Castle and Play, when are you opening at home? Uh, November 13th. November 13th, oh, first trip to Glenbrook Gym, you know, and, and I know we're talking out of school here because we still got a bunch of football ahead of us and everything, but when the leaves start falling and the rain gets cold and everything outside looks like a Chuck Clarino weather report, <laughs> you start thinking about basketball. So that's where oh, we're yeah, going here. Toasty, warm, toasty gym. You're toasty, not... warm gym. Yep. I'm Bob Fredette here with Tom Haley, Paul Copo, again, thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you next time on Inside Pitch. This is the Inside Pitch, brought to you by the Rutland Herald. Let us know what you think. Email us at sports at rutlandherald.com.